This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Jake, welcome back. Lovely to have you back. Hi, lovely to be back. You've come a long way since we chatted in 2018. I checked the data when we chatted. Um, tell us a bit about what you do now as a broadcaster, writer and mental health advocate. And also, how have you been over this past bonkers year? Um, yeah, I've, I've been OK on the whole. I've, I've tried to keep myself busy. Uh, writing a book has actually been has, has actually kept me nice and busy. I, I was travelling just before the um uh we, we locked down over here i was actually in malaysia and i finished the first draft over there and it wasn't it wasn't very good i don't think i don't think it was a bit because it became i thought i was just thought okay yeah great i'll i'll just write this book wherever i am i'll just spend a couple of hours doing it in the morning and then the rest of the time i'll just absorb the area i'm in but it became the part of the day that i just looked forward to the least and and it came across on the page. So by the time I actually sent my first draft over, um, I wasn't actually very happy with it. I just wanted the thing out of, out of my life for a bit. But then, then the pandemic happened, and um, I was I was travelling with my partner, and we had to come home, obviously. And all summer there was nothing else to do but to to sit and work on it. And um, you know, as, as hard as the pandemic has been for for many people, and, and for me as well, in some ways. It was actually the best thing for the manuscript because mm. it turned into something <laughs> a lot better than what it was, and you know, because I'd never written a book before, um, so 
and the, the first draft took me about a year, just over a year to write. And reading it back, it's like, okay, so I was, I was influenced by this person then and that person then. It was like, okay, but where's my voice in here? Um, whereas just sitting at the computer every day for sort of four months, really hashing it out, it was, um, yeah, it, it, it was great. So there's that and the book comes out tomorrow. So I've got all the, yeah, all, all this sort of stuff, all the promotion and all, all that that's been keeping me really busy. You actually haven't told us the name of the book or what oh. it is. Tell us about the book. Oh, what sorry. What's it about? Um, okay, so it's called A Walk from the Wild Edge. Mm-hmm. And it is, um, it's a memoir, I guess, uh, the story of my 3,000-mile um, walk around mainland Great Britain, which I did. Um, I started in 2016 following a period of um, very, very poor ill mental health and, um, and sort of the whole, the whole experience changed my life in many ways took me about a year to do the whole thing in in that time you know I, I learned a lot about myself and I learned a lot about how I needed to live my life going forward so so I would never get into that kind of that dark place again mm. um and the book is sort of about that it's it's about the physical journey so it's about you know all the amazing places in Britain that I passed through all the amazing people I met but it's also I guess sort of one one person's journey and trying to understand their own mental health, their own thoughts, and um, and coming to terms with the fact that you know feeling low and being depressed is something that um, isn't isn't something that should be ashamed of, and, and is something that just needed unpacking and um, and and you know just needed to sort of forgive myself for a lot of things, and I, and I managed to achieve all that. So um, yeah, ever since the walk finished, it's been it's sort of been one one thing after the next. I mean it's. Yeah, it's been a mad, mad five years in mm. in total <laughs> of, of my life. You know, from being a um, you know a bar manager and a kind of city guy and a night owl and um, and someone who sort of enjoyed that whole lifestyle into now someone who I believe is a lot more sort of balanced and and doesn't want to indulge in those things, which I sort of came to realise were. Well, what you know was the sort of lifestyle I was using to mask a lot of these deep feelings I had, and as soon as I was able to address those and, and forgive myself for them, I found I didn't need to, you know, get absolutely smashed all the time on my own and with other people and spend all my money on doing things I didn't really want to do, but just kind of kept the demons at bay. So, um, yeah, it's all about that. It's an incredible that was a good, story. Good summary. It's okay. It's an incredible story, <laughs> and it's a brilliant book. Um, I was trying not to laugh when you're sort of coming in and you're sort of basically downplaying it and saying, "Oh well, the first draft wasn't great." I'm sure loads of people's first draft weren't great. It's ended up brilliant and really <laughs> inspiring. Um, and I can't believe it sort of hasn't been published sooner, frankly, because the story of going on three thousand miles because I haven't written it soon enough. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's I mean, the only it's, reason. It's taking me about two years to to write to write it. That's why. Um, so, I mean, that in itself was an incredible achievement, and we sort of talked to you about that last time on the podcast. Um, but can you tell us sort of some of the key things you learned from the walk? I love all the stuff in there about nature, but but sort of for those that didn't hear the first podcast, what did you learn from it? Um, I mean, a lot. The, the whole thing. The the walk itself took me a year, so it sort of went beyond being this 
this physical challenge in, into this kind of quite bizarre lifestyle where I lived really transiently and, um, you know, breezed in and out of people's lives and in and out of places. And there's, there was something about that, that, that made me feel very, a lot more comfortable sort of opening up to people, you know, it was strange because what during throughout the walk, if ever I got talking to anybody, I, I kind of have to lie a little bit and, you know, if you if you meet people out and about walking, you've got a huge pack on. You know, people generally say, "Oh, how far have you walked?" And when I first started, I had to say, "Oh, I'm doing the Southwest Coast Path, which is runs from Pool in Dorset all the way to uh, Minehead in Somerset, and it's I think it's 630 miles, which is a beast in itself." Um, because if I told people that I'd left Brighton about a week ago and I still had the whole of Britain to do, I didn't think they'd believe me um, because it's just too massive. And likewise, when I was on the Pennine Way, you know, when I'd start there and I was kind of going on, I'd say, oh, I'm, I'm doing I'm doing the Pennine Way. Um, but the, the thing that was always the same was me saying, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this for to raise money for a mental health charity, but, you know, also to you know, sort of tell, I told them all a bit of my story and, you know, that I went through a really dark time and this was how I was um, coming out of it. And that in itself, you know, the amount of people that I had basically the same conversation with, they all, they all said the same things back to me a lot of the time. Everyone used the same sort of language, you know, if, if depression or anxiety or, or, or worse mental health conditions were, weren't affecting people I was stopping and talking to directly then it was affecting them indirectly they like everybody knew someone who had been through the through the ringer at some point and um it just became this really every conversation I had about that sort of thing just became very very real and and as as easy as it was for me to talk about that sort of things with people that I knew I was never going to see again it was it was easy for them to to be quite honest and you know, there's something about talking to someone you don't know about things, which makes it a lot easier to to get to the the vulnerable stuff. Um, and so, what I really learned was how to how to communicate the the, the feelings that make me feel. Um, I don't know. It kind of got down to the core of 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 you know the the big sort of almost shameful emotions I felt. You know feeling weak and feeling pathetic and all that sort of thing. I didn't have to see that person again who would say to their mate when they saw me walking in, oh, there's that self-confessed pathetic guy. Um, not that that would ever happen, but you know what I mean? It's, it, it's just, it's just where your head goes. And so, so yeah, I, I learned how to articulate and communicate um, the, the things that I, that I needed to. And, and, you know, when I, the more I did that, the more I was able to understand them and the more, I saw that other people were living through the same sorts of things. So I learned, I learned basically how to really connect with people and, um, and, and realize that talking about those types of things isn't, is, is nothing but sort of liberating and, um, and quite inspiring really. Mm. And, you know, all, all the other stuff as well, you know, I, I learned that being outside, you know, for me personally, being outside and being immersed in nature was, is, is something that really, balances me out um it's not something you know it's been a, it's been a while since then and while I still like going out walking and stuff there's still days I don't really you know I don't fucking like doing it at all really um but on the whole it's something I can go to now if I if I feel that you know I'm, my mental health's taking a dip in some way I'm I know that 
certain things, you know, rather than going to the pub, rather than getting in touch with someone and going like, what are you doing tonight? Let's get fucked up. That's not my go-to anymore. You know, it's not nothing. I don't manage it destructively how I used to. It's like, okay, I need to go for a run or I need to go outside. And it's a far, far healthier way of dealing with all that sort of stuff. Mm. Have you found it um, difficult to keep up those kind of healthy coping mechanisms in lockdown? Or have you been able to continue those kind of things that you've learned? Uh, yeah, it, it has been surprisingly easy. I don't think it would. My partner's um, doesn't drink at all, mm. um, so uh, that that helps. I think I probably I'm back in Brighton now, where you know I, I used to work in bars a lot. Basically, everyone I know down here are hospitality people, and they still they still all love the sesh, and, and that's <laughs> that's something I I have to I have to manage. You know, it, it, it's a strange one because these days. I mean, I, while I was on the walk, I kind of gave up drinking entirely because mm. I, I sort of had to, <laughs> didn't have to. I mean, it was like for the whole first half of the walk, drinking was such a big part of my life before it, that it became a big part of the walk at, like, with it. So I'd meet people and I'd go into a pub once a day to charge my phone up and I'd get chatting to these people and I'd get really animated and they'd be like, oh, do you want a beer? I'd be like, oh yeah, fuck yeah. And, you know, some some days I was walking, I was really hungover and I didn't realise that the drinking thing was as destructive as it was until until later on. Mm. Um, and I think I was in, um, I was on the Great Glen Way with this guy, Greg, that I've been walking with for a couple of days. And I sort of had this weird epiphany where I was like, I don't need any of that. I don't need to do any of that anymore. And I, I just went straight to the extreme of like, right, that's it. No, no more drinking anymore. And I didn't mm. I didn't drink a thing for a year and a half after that. But, and, and now, so occasionally I get these, you know, I mean, at the moment I don't, but lots of people I know are talking about the 12th of April and let's get fucked up and all mm. this. And um, I have a beer occasionally at the moment, like maybe once every three weeks. And I don't, I'd never get to that point where I'm like, okay, this is going to really hurt in the morning mm-hmm. because I, I've realized that I don't, I can't live like that. So it's, it's a bit of a balancing act and it's been really, really helped by my partner not being a drinker in the slightest because it's just not part of our lifestyle at all. And I'm really, I'm really happy about that. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I mean, yeah, staying out of pubs and, and that kind of thing has been really easy, obviously, as it has been for everybody. Um, but we say that, but then lockdown drinking at home has been on the rise massively. And I don't know if you've experienced the same thing, but, at the beginning of the pandemic at least I was getting constant invites like oh let's do a zoom cocktail session and like zoom quiz and all of that (laughs) so it's not it's not easy like it is I'm I'm impressed (laughs) I'm impressed that you have managed to stay stay sticking to those kind of healthier routines that's impressive thank you um I mean I just just remembered actually that my my agent sent me a case of brew dog (laughs) <laughs> today to say congratulations for publication date so this this might be the final day where i'm i'm on the straight and narrow <laughs> it, could all, it could all go downhill from tomorrow but no no um yeah i i guess i guess i was pretty public about um not wanting to to do that sort of stuff mm. anymore and so you know i happen my friends are all really great people and Although it's probably a lot of people I know go to 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 celebrate with booze and to commiserate with booze and to and to you know whatever Thursday 
with booze. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's, it's, it, I don't really get invited to do those sorts of things. But if friends get in touch now and say, oh, we should do something, it's more like, you know, let's, let's go for a walk. <laughs> I, I kind of wish sometimes people would ask me for a beer, <laughs> just every now and again. It's, it's not a slam on you. It's, a, it's a no, compliment. I know, I know. But um, I was going to ask about walks in general because for everyone I know, the main activity that's been in lockdown is like, oh, we'll go for a walk. Yeah, it's have very you, fashionable. At the moment. It is. Have you been, you know, getting fully into that, and have you been at all tempted to do a similar big walk, not necessarily across the country? Oh, yeah, but, another one. Yeah. You know, Oh one. yeah, I'd I, mm. I'd love to. Yeah, I mean both. I'd love to go for a big walk. I've been saying this for for ages, and as soon as lockdown measures are and and, and the weather gets a little bit warmer as well, mm. I'd, I'd really like to spend maybe a week somewhere doing a doing a national trail. I've wanted to do that for a while now, and um and and, and I would also love to do what I did here, but maybe in another country at some point. Mm. Um, but but yeah, for now, yeah, what walking has been has been one of those that, you know, I'm no different to anyone else, really. Walking has just become one of those things that's become uh, a part of daily life. And I'm pretty fortunate to live where I do. I'm, I'm in Kemp Town uh, in Brighton, uh, right off the right off the beach and right in this sort of non, non-busy part of town. Because, I mean, I don't know if you've seen photos of Brighton recently, but nobody gives a shit about the lockdown over here people are just all over the beach all day every day and um it's just too much for the police to deal with i think but we're, we're in the quieter end of town and um we we walk along the base of the cliffs to to Ovingdean, the white cliffs there right on the beach and that's an amazing walk and we we go into the downs which is you know, it's probably probably a little bit naughty of us but yes yeah, sort of 15 minute drive out of brighton to get to devil's dyke and and you've got the, the south downs there um so yeah we're we're fully we're fully getting into it and and yeah I, th- I think it's been a bit of a savior for people you know mm. it's weird I, I remember when lockdown first started we'd just come back from malaysia and um you know people were getting used to what what would eventually become a new sort of i mean temporary yeah but a new sort of way of life for the next mm. for the next year and i remember thinking god i hope the things that people are doing you know spending more time at home working on their home relationships and um staying away from you know you know they've got this time away from work you know everyone went on furlough i remember thinking at the time i really hope that people are are sort of acknowledging what's going on here that they, they, they you know it's annoying because it's gone on for so long now that maybe people are just kind of itching to get back to work and go back to the <laughs> how things were before but. coincidentally i'm literally working on a series at the moment about a series of articles about this and whether you know we'll be changed forever mm. and reassuringly a lot of experts say yes <laughs> they're like we will actually learn from this and it will change i really how hope we, so yeah it will change how we're doing things because i think it's made us question a lot of what we were doing before yeah which is obviously a good thing and made us appreciate different things like walking and like spending time at home that we maybe mm. didn't we took for granted before yeah absolutely um matt haig who i mm. follow on social media he said something he posted something really great recently something like um can everyone stop pretending that the world before this was like this total mm. mental health utopia where everything was great and we can't wait to go back to it because actually what what's been happening you know everyone's stepping back and 
and spending more time at home and away from work and going out for walks and stuff is you know yeah the pubs aren't open but the rest of it's pretty <laughs> fucking great yeah actually um so yeah i really i really hope that it's the the stuff that we've been doing has sort of bled into people and and, and people have sort of realized well, not more realized now but you know when everything returns to normal and mm. and certain people feel start feeling the stress of life again they remember that okay when lockdown was here we were doing these things and it was helping um establish a bit more balance and um and a bit more consistency to to people's moods because it's de- it definitely has for me i mean don't get me wrong but there's i've got a couple of mate i bumped into a mate of mine recently in in town and he said and he's been on furlough this whole time and hasn't really had anything else to do and he hasn't seen anyone obviously and and he's 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 not doing great you know he, he he didn't say he wasn't especially but I sort of read between the lines and it was like yeah some this is this has been tough for mm. for a lot of people but but you know within that there for for people I guess who've, who've managed to stay busy to some extent and um and have, have been able to continue to work there's there's been a lot of positives to come to come out of this for sure mm. i mean how have, you, how have you guys found it are you have you have you managed to keep busy i'll let Yvette go first well yes <laughs> too busy um, yeah fairly busy and um <laughs> actually yeah totally in in different ways um it's it's hard getting my head around sort of getting back to sort of normal or sort of changing back because i feel like i've mm. sort of switched to working from home stuff and yeah Mm. so things sort of have been busy I've you know what actually thinking about the positives um I've had a lot more honest conversations with friends about my bipolar disorder because before that I would just kind of talk about bipolar disorder or write about it all the time professionally and then not really Mm. mention it with with friends like they knew it they knew about it but we just didn't really chat about it so actually there was quite a nice period where my friends and I were just sort of messaging and you know, I've got one friend with depression as well and she'd be saying, oh, I'm feeling a bit low or I'll be sort of messaging. And I don't know if they were aware that I was hypermanic at one point, but afterwards, <laughs> afterwards I'd, I was aware and I told them. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, um, so I, yes. So, I have, so do you think sorry. people are, people are a bit more, sorry, no, just about in there. Um, do you think people, have, you know, your friends and family have become a bit more aware of other people, other, you know, people around them are going through as, as well as themselves. Cause that, that's something that gets really lost when, mm-hmm. you know, before in, in the world when everyone was really busy and, you know, you can't see the wood for the trees in your own life, can you? Let alone the people around you. So with this, with this extra mental space, do you reckon people have been more tuned into how everyone else around them is doing as well? Cause I, I I've definitely felt a bit of that. Yeah, absolutely. I've checked in more with friends and in more depth. And I've also stopped bullshitting yeah. to friends because because I'd always just say, like, yeah, everything's fine <laughs> and get on with Less my, my work and stuff, good. you know. Um, so that's been really good. How about you, Ellen? I was going to say, I think the same across the board in terms of like everyone is done kind of pretending they're fine. Mm-hmm. Like now, whenever I talk to my friends, anytime someone's like, how are you? They kind of preface it with like, aside from you know, being full of general despair. Yeah. <laughs> like we're acknowledging it. That's really powerful. But for me, I think, you know, in many ways my life isn't that different, but I don't think I will ever return to like exactly how things were before the pandemic. I think for me it's really made me question a lot of things and 
so I was about to quote Kylie Jenner, which is a really specific reference. But it's been like a year of um, realizing things, like just actually taking stock and taking a step back and going, was this actually working for me? Yeah. Um, or do I need to make a change? And I think for me, a lot of it was, no, I need to, things need to change a bit. Yeah. Like so what, what, what specifically would you say? Oh, can I say it publicly? <laughs> um, <laughs> to be frank, a lot of kind of life purpose stuff um, and work and things like that. I think it, I think before the pandemic, I was very much kind of just going through the routine and because I was so busy and there was so much momentum, there wasn't really a moment to like reflect on, am I doing things that are actually making me happy and are really genuinely fulfilling? Um, And now I've actually been able to go, okay, so what, what am I enjoying? What is making me unhappy Mm. and those kind of things um, so that I can then make those changes as we come out of lockdown and I think also on a smaller kind of level the things that I missed in lockdown are things that I didn't really notice before like I never thought I would miss so much like just going to a bookshop and like browsing around Mm. or like having like a shared box of donuts at the office (laughs) and not worrying about like everyone's hands being on them and stuff like that um, so I think it's it taught me the things that are actually that sounds silly the donut thing, but things that actually matter and that actually have an impact on like how I feel and how I view the world. Yeah, uh, I I know what you're saying. There's there's a lot of things that I've realised I sort of put up with because I just you know that's life. Yeah, is, is you know, but actually we've got a lot more choice in what, what we do and what we don't do than, than we think. And I think this has been a, a way to sort of realise that. I remember, mm-hmm. I remember while, while I was on the walk and um, my mum came out and, and um, we walked from Penzance to Land's End together. And, um, you know, I, I went to, to her after, after this sort of dark period to, to get better. And that's where I conceived the idea to walk around Britain. And it was, it was something that she kind of laughed me out of the office about at first. Mm. And then, you know, she was just so surprised that I didn't, I ended up doing it. It was kind of an out of character thing. And so she was really desperate to come out and join me for a while. So she came out, her and my, her, my brother came out to Penzance and walked with me for a few days between Penzance and Land's End, which is just an incredible section of, of Cornish coastline. It's just, just amazing. And it was a really amazing couple of days. And then she went back and, um, and wrote this, this blog about her her time out there with me and it was really it's really beautiful it's, it's actually all in in the book and um the one thing that that stood out for me in there was because she's actually um she's a she's a clinical nurse and she works mm-hmm. with she does emdr therapy and um she works in mental health and uh she tried to sum up a little bit about my dark period in in kind of those sort of terms, you know, in, in, in medical, in um, sort of medical terms, I guess. And she said, you know, but for the layman, it's just, you know, he, he burnt out um, referring to me, you know, he just burnt out and he needed to, to step away from everything. And now he's out here doing this and he can see that he needs nature and that sort of thing. And, and she bottom lined it by saying, you know, it, it's, it seems like an oversimplified way of saying it, but really it all boils down to giving yourself more in life, 
that you feel is good for you and mm-hmm. stepping away from the things that aren't. And it seems so over simple in, in some ways, but so on the money really, you know, and, and that's really comforting that that's, it, it's such a simple thing to think about, you know, just in, in life, just acknowledge the things that, that, that make you feel better and, and try and fuck the things off that, that, that make you feel worse about yourself. And, and if you do that, then, then you're off to a pretty good start, I think. And, and yeah, she, after she wrote that, uh, that's, that stayed with me more, more than anything really. And this, this period has been a period of, of acknowledging or noticing at least what is, what has been good for me or what has been good for us and what, mm. and what hasn't. And, and to be given the choice, whether, whether or not we, we continue that in, you know, after lockdown or not. I hope that the exact phrasing of what you just said is in the book because I really liked the I've got a quote. fuck off the things that don't. <laughs> I've got a, I've got a quote, just, but it doesn't have a yeah, fuck off. Was, I, oh, I can read the quote, which I was going to read back to you and say, <laughs> just add it, it in, <laughs> just pepper it in. Accept who you are and what you want and give yourself more of the things that you know make you feel good. But yeah, it needs more swearing, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. but it's, it's fantastic advice even without the swearing it's, it's yeah. a very good like <laughs> the swearing yeah. maybe drives it home a little but yeah the but basically that's that's the gist i'm afraid we're gonna have to wrap up there jake it's been really lovely to chat to you again and congratulations on the book it's oh thank you it's been great to talk to you both as well the obviously the walk's a fantastic achievement the book's a fantastic achievement i expect it will be made into a film next or something and then we'll be chatting to you again but <laughs> They should. Yeah. Who would you get to play you? Oh, yeah. Who would you get to play you? (laughs) I'm someone unbelievably attractive, just so it's really true to life. (laughs) (laughs) No, um, I I don't know. You and McGregor. No, he's too old. No, I don't know. I don't care. A woman. We'll look up some options for you. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, that couldn't happen, actually, because, I mean, if if we've got time, just, just really, really quick. Um, the, the whole walk was uh, was obviously amazing for me, and I remember I was walking with this with this girl who was doing the, the Pembrokeshire coast just for a few days while I was out there. And I said one day, you know, this is isn't it just amazing? We can walk for hours and hours a day, and then we just set up our tents and then we just go to sleep. And she was like, "Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's been great while you've been here, but actually, if I walk all day and then I set my tent up somewhere and the guy walks past walking his dog or, yeah. or whatever, then I have to pack everything up and leave." It was like, okay, yeah, shit, that's, that's, I became aware of, of my privilege there. It's, um, it's okay, not everyone can actually do this. So it might not be very true to life if they, oh, I love that we're talking about this like it's actually happening. Like, yeah, they should, they should definitely cast <laughs> women. No, actually, it won't work if they cast women. It's like, well, no, this film isn't happening. So it is happening. It is happening <laughs> and starring Ewan McGregor. Yeah. You heard it here first. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, exactly. We've got the exclusive on that. <laughs> Goodbye from mentally yours. So go away, enjoy your day, get on with all your chores from mentally, 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 mentally yours. Mentally yours. Mentally yours. If you've been affected by any of the issues we've been chatting about today, please give the Samaritans a ring on 116123 or you can email them at joe at samaritans.org. You can also go to their website, which is samaritans.org. If you've liked this, please give us a rate and review. 
We're also on social media on Twitter at MentallyYRS and we're also on Facebook. The group is private, but it's just called Mentally Yours. See you next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.